the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that he created us in his own image and sacrificed his only begotten sinless son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. <laughs> and, and they go to hell because they don't know Jesus and you go to heaven because you... You love Jesus and you've embraced him in your heart. But, but, but that self-righteousness cannot get you in the kingdom of God. It is trusting Christ by grace through faith. It is believing him as the only way into the kingdom of God. I tell you that in the same way there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner. So when five gets saved, I wonder what's going on in heaven. It must be an uproar who repents than over the 99 righteous person who needs no repentance. Verse 10, in the same way I tell you, there is joy. Look, there's a reemphasizing of this. In the same way I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Over one sinner. There's no such thing as a redeemed angel. But, 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 but we, we're, the, we're, the, we're the redeemed, those who've trusted Christ. We were the sinners who God saved by grace. God didn't come to die for angels. He came to die for, for the Adamic race. You know, we've sinned through Adam. In the same way I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents when you'll get excited, excited over sacred things. The reason so many in the church are in spiritual regression, so many Christians are declining, so many who say they're Christians are being deceived, so many say they're Christians are being confused and misdirected, is because of a lack of repentance and transformation in the lives of those who say they're Christians. Just because people say they're Christian does not necessarily mean they're Christian. Now, it could be, they could be saved, but they may not be. Some folk have a sad faith. They just say they are saved. But, but they don't have the reality of, of faith, the, the, the substance of faith, the genuineness of faith. Not only does repentance bring salvation, but repentance also brings freedom in Christ. Until you repent, you can't be free. Free of whatever's, uh, whatever has you in bondage, have you weighed down. Not only does repentance bring salvation, it also brings freedom in Christ. It also brings joy that only Christ can give. 
Now listen closely. I hope you're listening. A sure sign of salvation is that you are excited about that which is sacred and spiritual. A sure sign that you're born again. You say, how do I know I've been born again? How, how can I test myself, Pastor Draper? You are excited about sacred things, kingdom things, spiritual things, such as salvation. People get saved. You don't just sit there. You, you ought to be saying, amen. You ought to be saying, when somebody come walk that out, even the altar, if they kneel at the altar, you ought to say, thank God. Matter of fact, maybe you need to go kneel. Uh, uh, you, you, you ought to be excited about sinners getting saved. You ought to be excited about baptism. So excited that you can't wait to come on first Sunday evenings because you, you love to see people being identified with the body of Christ and being identified with our Lord's death, burial, and resurrection. You ought to be excited about taking the Lord's supper on first Sunday night and not conveniently skipping because you just don't feel like coming. You go everywhere else you want to go in the evening. You go to movies in the evening. You go to weddings in the evening. You go to games in the evening. You go shopping in the evening. You go, you go taking a walk in the evening. You jog in the evening. But you can't come to church in the evening. What in the, where has evening worship gone? Where, where has it gone? God doesn't go to sleep. He's on the throne. Take it the Lord's Supper. You ought to be excited about that. You ought to be excited about worshiping God. That's a sacred thing. Witnessing for Christ. We were knocking on doors last Saturday uh, with brothers that was given leadership and others who had come. But it wasn't a big crowd. It might have been uh, 10 or 15, somewhere along in there, I'm just guessing. But this church has over a 1,000 members. Where were you? Did you hear the announcement? Or you conveniently had selective hearing. Look, you don't say amen. That's okay. Uh, but, but you know, you ought to be excited about witnessing. You know, we're talking about how bad things are, the opium crisis, the drug crisis, the abortion crisis, the, the crisis with, about the wall and the crisis about this and the crisis about... If it's that bad, then why are you not witnessing? Why are you not part of the solution with telling folk about Jesus? He's our only hope. Stop looking at how bad the times are and how exciting the, exciting the times are because we, we are ever so close to the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Do y'all believe we're close? If, if, if we knew without a doubt that God would come Sunday morning, how many of you would be at church Sunday morning? Well, let me go even further. Sunday night at 6 o'clock. How many of y'all be there? I, I, man, we'd, we'd, have to, we'd have to pack them in, extra chairs, whatever. Jesus coming on. Listen, leave that, girl, cut that television off. You don't need to look at a movie now. You're going to miss Jesus. I wonder where will you be when Jesus comes? Where will you be when you die? You know, some people die in bad places. Bad places. Bad places. Naked in the wrong places. Oh, that's sad. Sad. The older you get in Christ, the more, the more cleaner you ought to be for Christ. 
Man, there ought to be, as you grow in Christ, there ought to be a decreasing sin factor in your life. That, that, that owner of the football in the field, I ain't going to call his name by radio or television or whatever. I ain't going to call his name. Y'all already know. Y'all know better than me. I don't have to call his name. Old as Methuselah. I ain't know he can do all that. You know, but I, all I'm going to say is be sure your sin will find you out. And if you don't straighten up and walk right and live holy, God will embarrass you. He will humiliate you and he will shout your sin from the housetop. I know he'll get me and get me real good. He said, Draper, I've deposited too much in you. I've sent you to too many places. I've given you too much favor for you to stoop to a level that dishonor me like that. I have a reverential fear for God. But don't you pity me, old Paul Draper. You ought to have a reverential fear for God too. Where is the fear of God in your heart, in your soul, in your life? I'm getting ready. I'm, I'm getting ready to leave here. Are you? Y'all too comfortable. I don't think some of y'all want to be raptured out of here. Oh my goodness. Excited about sacred things. Excited about holiness and repent. God bring things to your mind so you can repent. Get it right. Uh, uh, ignorant sins. Uh, old sins. Past sins. Present sins. Future sins. Uh, holiness. We ought to get excited about holiness. We ought to get excited about serving in the Lord's church. An opportunity to serve. A lot of you been seeing me in the pulpit so long you think I was born in the pulpit. But I wasn't born in the pulpit. My mama whooped me up to the pulpit. <laughs> Y'all got some whippings too. Y'all, I'm not the only one. The dead to be called child abuse. But that's why we have so many renegade kids. We need to go back to that old landmark. Amen. I didn't say abuse the kids. But you're, but you're chasing those you love. Amen. Bring them up the way they should go. Amen. No, no child ought to hit you. you talking about ain't that cute. He hit me, he won't hit me again. I'm not going to abuse him, but he, there will be some consequences. And they will be felt. And I'll be smiling. <laughs> you know, some of y'all, the children don't take, don't take you serious. You know why they don't take y'all, some of y'all serious? Because you holler too much. You say, oh, they are. I studying you. Person who really mean business, and I, you know what? Did you understand? I'm gonna say this as clearly and succinctly, and they said what to succinctly means. I'm gonna define that too. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll have no problem understanding where I'm coming from. Now, if you do this against my will again, here are the consequences. They will be swift, and it will not be talk, and it'll be of such that you will not want to do it again. Do you hear me, little Johnny? Do you understand? I want you to repeat back to me what I said to you. You got to go back. Go back. We got to get this thing right. That's holiness. We ought to get excited about serving in the Lord's church. Serving, and we have a bunch of servant leaders here, and we're so excited about that, just to name a few. All those things bring joy. Let me see if I can do a couple more. I know I can't finish this section. It's so uh, uh, comprehensive. 
What else brings joy? Prayer brings joy. You want joy? Start praying. You say, I don't know how to pray? Start talking to God. We say, I ain't talking to nobody. No, you are talking to somebody. You're talking to God. You're talking to the God of the universe. You can talk loud to God. You can whisper to God. You can even think your thoughts to God. Your mouth can be moving, but they can't hear your voice. Or your mouth can be closed and you're talking in your thoughts. You hear what I'm talking about? There are people who are on life support and they talking to God. They're having conversations with God in their thoughts. They can't even breathe or being on a breathing machine, but they're conversationing with God. When you begin to talk to God, the more you talk to God, the more refreshing your life will be, the less stale it would be, and the more joy you're going to have. Prayer brings joy. John 16, 24 says, until now, you have asked nothing. You have asked nothing, asked for nothing in my name. Now, some of y'all don't expect God to do nothing. So you don't even ask. So you can't even experience answer prayer. How you going to experience, you can't experience answer prayer. You're not ask, ask. All he can say is yes, no, or wait. Ask. Ask. He's not going to beat you up for asking. Ask, and you will receive. Now, don't just ask for stupid stuff. You know, Lord, make me a millionaire tomorrow. No, you, 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 you'll run away from the church. <laughs> you know, don't, don't ask for ridiculous stuff. Ask for something that will advance the kingdom of God. That, that, that will make people better around you. So, so ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Praying will fill you with joy. Let me tell you something. Answered prayer brings joy in the lives of believers even when the answer is wait or no. When God tells you wait, I asked God for this and he didn't answer and just the opposite ha- happened. But God is still working everything for your good and his glory, even when you don't understand. Answered prayer brings joy in the lives of believers, even when the answer is wait or no, because mature believers are able to accept the will of God. Did you get that? Mature believers are able to accept the will of God. Sometimes the will of God can be pretty hard. And, and you don't understand what's going on at the time. But then six, seven years later, the light comes on. God illuminates your mind. Say, I didn't understand what was going on then. And I thought God was going to work this way, but he worked that way. But six years later, I see why he did what he did six years ago. Because God sees the beginning and the end. Who can know the mind of God? His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He's an he's, he's, he's all-wise God. Mind. So, so, so accept the will of God for your life. Don't fight God because he don't give you what you want when you want it. God always know what he's doing. He always know. So accept his deniers, knowing that our heavenly father knows what is best for us, even when we don't fully understand. Prayer, here's what prayer does. Prayer is what deepens our relationship with Christ. Prayer is what deepens our relationship with Christ and unites other believers with one another. Prayer, it deepens, deepens our relationship and it binds us together. 
It unifies us. Blessed be the tie that binds our heart in Christian love. And that is done through prayer. Prayer make you love me. Prayer make, if I make a good decision, a decision you don't agree with, you're going to love me anyhow. Because you praying. After you think I'm wrong? Pray me right. Don't y'all say amen. Pray me right. Don't you know the Holy Ghost know how to fix me and deal with me? Uh, or he might be dealing with you. He said, no, it's not him, it's you. Let me work on you some more. Because the issue is you think everybody else the problem. I like that old song that says, me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Prayer is what deepens our relationship with Christ and unite other believers with one another. Prayer strips selfishness like we prayed over and bitterness and prayer strips you of racial prejudice. Prayer strips you of homemongering. Prayer strips strip you of gambling. You know, it won't give to God, but you gamble. Prayer will, prayer will deliver you from high-priced cigarettes. That's right. Prayer will do that. Prayer, prayer will de- deliver you from some ungodly relationships. Prayer also ushers in an overwhelming sense of joy in the life of the believer. You start praying, God will bless you. Sometimes, you know, God will just make you, you know, sometimes God, you, there are times you cry in your prayer. And sometimes you just meditate before God. And sometimes God reminds you of something about yourself and you just laugh. He said, God, only you can bring that up about me. Don't nobody know that but you and me. He said, well, remember when you did this? And I, I, I cleaned it up. Now, don't, now, don't you be hard on your child like that or your grandchild. Don't act like you've been all that. Don't get self-righteous and judgmental. You remember you were the biggest sinner when you were 16. I know what your parents don't know. So stop being hard on people before I call you out. You God will talk to you. God will talk to you. But some of y'all are scared to talk to God because he's going to talk to you. Don't be scared to talk with God. He's your best friend. God will not break confidentiality. He will not let you down. He's a come through God. He may not come when you want him, but y'all know what I'm going to say. He's what? Always on time. Well, then you ought to act like it. What you all upset for? You can say that, but you can't live it. He's, all, he's what? Always on time. God, what you doing? It's been two seconds. What you doing? Uh, number six, giving brings joy. Giving brings joy. You, you, you want joy? Start giving. Now, some of you think that's an oxymoron or something, but it's really the truth. It's in the Bible. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verses two and three says that in a great deal of affliction, their abundance of joy and their deep poverty overflowed in the wealth of their liberality. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing. I've never seen so many stingy saints in the times in which we live. It's not just a mere another thing. It's a a kingdom thing. Satan works in the mind of believers more at the point of giving than at any other time. Because he knows if he can... He knows he can impede the work of God when there is not a releasing of that which belongs to him. My friends, only those who are spiritually mature and possess an intimate relationship with Christ 
will experience joy in giving to Christ. Giving is a joy. It's a joy. It's worship. Giving is worship. When you're giving to his church, uh, uh, giving to those who cross your path, giving to people that you don't even expect to get anything from. And I'm not talking about being cheap with people. You make more than you ever make and everybody get a dollar. Some people you ought to give a, a, a more than a dollar to. Huh? So when is the last time you, there are people that's cleaning those restrooms? You, you ever walked in there you saw people cleaning restrooms and they're just doing their duties? I dare you to tip them. They'll look like they won't know what to say to you. Y'all understand what I'm talking about? I'm talking about people that's in that restroom and they're cleaning up uh, those dirty toilets and urinals and stuff all over the floor and they cleaning it up. And I, I, One guy had such a great attitude. I was, went to his first game. And uh, man, I just had to just tip that guy. He said, God bless you. I said, God bless you too. Sometimes it's in the airport. I'm just led to do it. I, I'm going to tell you something. I know y'all got all these credit cards and debit cards, but you need to keep some cash in your pocket so you can be able to, I don't have no money. You just don't want to have no cash. You don't have it. You, you need to cash out sometime. Everything is debit, 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 credit, 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 credit. You ought to have a, at least 20 or $5 bills or something just, just to have that. And, and when God convicts your heart, you just move around. You just give in the spirit. And people will love you. you know, what about a person in the cleaners? I, you know, you do that. I did the cleaners. She just looked at me. The lady just hugged me like I gave her five. I can give her five dollars. And she just, she just, ah, 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 ah. She, she wouldn't, I, I thought I was going to have to restore her back. She almost went in shock. Because people just, they walk in and walk out. Because we, we, we are, I paid for my service. Entitlement mentality. We are blessed to be a blessing. Did you hear me? That's why, listen, don't get jealous because the other will get more blessed. Maybe they're giving more than you. Maybe they're more generous than you. Maybe their attitude is better than yours. Maybe you quenching the spirit. Only those who are spiritually mature and possess an intimate relationship with Christ will experience joy in giving to Christ, his church, and to those who cross their path. Like the churches of Macedonia, uh, the genuineness of your joy is revealed when you can give liberally, financially, even in the midst of your own poverty. You give, they were giving liberally, even in the midst of their own suffering, even in the midst of their own distress, they were being a blessing. They, was not, they were the least bit concerned about their condition and where they were in life. They just wanted to be a blessing, even though things were not the ideal in their own lives. Last but not the least, you want joy? Spending time in the presence of Christ brings joy. Spending time in the presence of Christ brings joy. Psalm 16, 11 says, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. I love that scripture. One of my favorites. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. It didn't say in the presence of the television or the internet. It didn't say in the presence of, of, of movies, Hulus and all that. It is in, in your presence. It is in the presence of friends and people. 
in the presence of God. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You will not experience joy while pursuing the pleasures of this world more than spending time in God's presence through his word, prayer, obeying Christ, and having a lifestyle of praise and worship. When you got joy, you will sing. When you got joy, you will praise God. You will, I like, I like Brother Landrum. I mean, you, I look around here as he, as he does work around the church. He's whistling and he's singing. And I just love people who know how to sing and whistle. And so I went, that's the, sir, y'all know how to whistle and you won't even whistle. You know, you won't even, you won't even hum. Hum. You won't even make a joyful noise. Well, okay, it's a joyful noise. It's unto the Lord. And it's coming from the heart and you giving him glory. It counts for God. Sing a song unto the Lord. Praise and worship him all night, all day. Praise him. All God's children say it. And Father, we thank you for this word. First John is good, Lord. And those who came got what they came for. Thank you, Father. Father, restore, restore the joy of our salvation in the name of Jesus. Deliver us from grouchiness, negative spirit, critical spirit, judgmental spirit, a bad spirit, a satanic spirit, a no good spirit, demonic spirit, a divisive spirit. Transform us by the word of God. To the point that we are blessing to our wives and husbands and children and grandchildren, great-grandchildren, to believers in the church, to co-workers, to neighborhoods, to people in offices, even when we're driving the car. Because driving can bring out some of the worst of people. Help us to rejoice and be exceedingly glad. In Jesus' name. And all God's children say it. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. 
Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.